Okay, we are on the recording, and I have some disclaimer stuff that we read at the beginning, and then we will get started. Um, this is the, what do we call this? The fourth and more trimester, no, after birth, fourth and more trimester support group, and we are a peer support group. So this is a place for peer support and connectivity, creating community, on the regular for people who may feel isolated um, or maybe they don't feel isolated but they just need support and love and that is what we are all about. So we can share our feelings and talk about what is going on with us. Oh, that is a terrible view, okay. I have new letters behind me. I like to move my chair around for y'all, by the way. Okay, so we are going to be kind. We are gonna offer supportions, limiting crosstalk and saying things like, you know what you should do? Uh, that's never a favorite. We're gonna be succinct if possible, so no bar guarding the microphone. Although so far it's like we're a really small group, but someday there'll be a hundred of us and we'll be like, you have to pass the mic. And if a moderator, a moderator excuse me, interrupts you, don't take it personally. Um, one person talks at a time, so it's like you're holding the speaking stick and then we pass it on. Um, disclaimer that this is peer support, not paid psychotherapy. I am a fancy psychologist, but here I am here to listen, offer support, and just be part of the crew um, and get my people in this group too, because I see a lot of y'all, not you guys, but people with pregnancy and pregnancy related stuff. We are not prescribing or diagnosing and reminder that this is a public forum that we will be making a podcast out of. But right now, if you are modest or need to change anything about yourself because everybody can see you, just hide your camera like Erin has done because she's about to drive. Um, or if you are driving, it's safe and like find it on our website or stumble onto it, they can listen to it and know that they aren't alone something that one other person on this planet is experiencing or has experienced and that makes it less scary at 2 a.m. when you're breastfeeding and your kid is like I hate everything do you want to hate everything um, okay so I'm supposed to introduce the topic which of course I didn't pull off the thing um, I remember it being something about homeschool it was not here last time I was at a billing and coding training for insurance um, it was pretty gross uh, learned a lot, but I think um, it was about homeschooling. Adila, do you remember, or Caitlin? Just let me unmute you. Like, we don't have to get a topic immediately, but I just want to talk about what it is. Yeah, no, it was homeschooling. Okay. And, like, how to decide if you're homeschooling or how possible it is? Yeah, I guess for <laughs> the moms who are doing it right now, um, how easy or not easy it is and yeah. your options between public school and homeschool benefits and not so great benefits okay okay all right remute you all right so i'd like for us to go around i think my internet is a little janky i just installed a new router too to try and make it faster um but if we can go around and how many kids you have if you want to share that um, how old they are and any current struggles um, at times we will 
not talk about the topic of discussion because something else is more important. That's kind of how group support goes. Um, I'll go first. I'm Dr. Blythe, two sisters. I'm Rowan's sister. A birth center called Preggers Choosers or PCBC for short, because um, that's how we roll. And this is our first offering for our birth center because our birth center is not brick and mortar. It's in our minds. Um, Rowan is finishing up midwifery training and so she's about two thirds of the way through pregnant people and people who've had a baby, people who can't have a baby, people who want nothing to do with babies. Um, that is my jam. This is what I do all day. So, And what's going on for me? Uh, it's two years ago. I moved here today. Today is my two-year moving to Houston anniversary. Hey, I'm Adila. Um, I am a mother of two girls. One is about to be three this summer. The other is going to be eight months tomorrow. And um, I'm a birth doula here in Houston. And things that are going on right now. Um, nothing really. I mean, actually, there's a lot going on. But <laughs> it's just, I don't really know where to start with it all. So I'm just going to keep quiet today, I think, and listen. <laughs> So that's it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Jess, I don't know you. I don't know if you've been on here very, before or I don't know much about you. So do you, you want to introduce yourself? I'll unmute you. Oh, you're unmuted. Yeah, hit it, girl. I am unmuted. Okay. Hi. Yes, <laughs> I've never been here before either. It's my first time. Um, uh, my name is Jessica. I have a two-year-old son, and I have one on the way, and a few months due in the summer. And I worked with uh, Rowan, was at my last birth, and the midwife. Um, so that's me. And I'm interested in the postpartum, uh, what y'all said on the Facebook thing. Do I have to mute myself again or? Okay. No, I'll mute you. Um, oh, okay. Welcome to the club. Okay. <laughs> welcome. Thank you. We're happy Thank to you. have you here. All right. Uh, Aaron, I'm going to unmute you. And if you're not available, I'll remute you. Oh, it won't let me unmute her. Okay. Then we'll go to Tiffany. Oh, now we have Aaron. Okay, Aaron. Hey, everybody. I am driving to my office. So I can talk, but you can't see me because that would distract me. Um, so I am a massage therapist and a doula here in Houston. Um, I do birth support and I do postpartum support. I'm also a childbirth educator. Um, I have worked with Rowan in... Uh, specializing my massage skill set for pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. Um, so I'm here just to kind of be an extra set of ears for support and chime in when I have something that's relevant. Um, but most of the time I just sit back and listen and uh, offer offer things when I need it to. So hi, everybody. Welcome.
well, good to see you, Erin, or at least that cute picture of you. Um, Tiffany. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Hi. Yeah. Hi. Okay. So, hi, I'm Tiffany. I'm a mom of two. They're watching TV right now. I just got out of the shower, so I've been chiming in and trying to get dressed. We are in the midst of going to the mall for the playground. Um, so yeah, I'm like in the middle of the topic. It's happening. <laughs> trying to head out the door by meeting's end. So that's the goal. Welcome. I'm glad to have new people join in and just have um, fresh ideas, new faces, new experiences, new journeys. So welcome to our new um, guests, Jess and Aaron. Okay, and happy birthday to Willow, by the way. Oh, she just turned two, and Lily is going to be four in July. Yeah. <laughs> I heard about the party. Heard it was a blast. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. Kept it small this year. Less stress. Okay, I'm going to mute you. Feels so bossy, muting and unmuting. All right, Caitlin, you're up. Hey, having lots of technical difficulties this morning. Hopefully you can hear me. You can hear me? Ish? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my computer decided to do an update this morning. and Even with 15 minutes, it's still not done. Um, so lots of technical difficulties. So I've missed everyone's introduction, so I'm sorry. Um, hi, I'm Caitlin. I have a three-and-a-half-year-old and a, a five-month-old, uh, both boys. And... Um, I don't know. I'm just like losing my mind with all the stuff going on around here right now. Um, there's a lot of projects. So, yeah. Yeah. I, hmm. That's it. That's all I got right now. Current <laughs> subject. She's losing her mind. Okay. Okay. I'll mute you. You look for your mind. Okay. Um, so, I wasn't here last time, so... I don't really have much to say about homeschooling, and I actually know very little about it except for, I would say about half of my patients who are parents homeschool and the other half don't, which I think is interesting. Um, when I lived in Dallas, not a lot of people homeschooled that I was working with. I'm not saying it's not popular there, but um, I just didn't have as much exposure to it as I did here or do here. Um, maybe we're more crunchy and granola here, or maybe I just have more crunchy granola people down here. So um, who wants to talk about our topic of homeschool? Don't all say yes at once. Okay, Adila, hit it, Adila. Um, so I'm not, I'm not there yet um, okay. with homeschooling, but I do have a lot of like really close friends that do do it and you know, they talk about pretty much how, how easy it is and actually how easy it is in the state of Texas. I know when we were living in New York, it's, it's a lot harder to, you actually have to get approved to homeschool. Um, it's a lot harder there, um, but we don't live in New York anymore, so we're here. And one of the things that kind of actually shocked me though is my girlfriend who does homeschool, she said you don't have to take tests, like you don't have to keep up with the state kind of like proving that your child is learning the curriculum. Um, 
the only thing that your child has to take is the SATs once they graduate high school for college. Um, so that's that's kind of like uh, shocking to me, I guess, in a way, because then I kind of think, oh, is my kid learning everything that they should be learning? Are they doing well? Are they in the curve? Because um, we've definitely thought about homeschooling, and it's um, to me, it's more of a um, I hate to say it, but I really just with like the way things are going right now in our world in America, I kind of just, I mean, I know I can't protect my kids forever, but I, I want to protect them. <laughs> and I don't, I don't want them to go to school and be faced with bullying, to be honest. I think maybe because I had a lot of bullying in, in school and that was a little different, but you know, being Muslim in America right now can be really rough. Um, and I would hate for my girls to, you know, get the backlash of that in school. Um, I mean, I know they're going to face it one day, but I guess I just want to protect them at a young age and not let them feel, um, you know, that they don't belong. And I think that with Houston having such a big, you know, uh, homeschooling community that there's so many groups that do activities together that they would still feel that school environment outside of, you know, home. So anyways, yeah, that's my two cents. Those are good two cents. I'm going to say more of that. It's like 10 cents. There you go. Um, okay. <laughs> I know we're just so witty. Okay. Hi. All right. I'm going to mute you. Um, anybody want to speak to that or expand? Um, so Looks like Aaron's unmuted. Hi, guys. Are you going to talk to us, Aaron? Yes, I am. Um, I forgot to okay, mention I am a mom of two boys as well in my introduction. Um, they are nine and six. And with my oldest before he went into school, um, he's in public school now we were homeschooling uh, for a lot of the same reasons. I wanted to protect him. I wanted to keep him home. I wanted to make sure he was safe. Um, but as he got older and I wasn't able to um, go to all the homeschool meetups and the social gatherings and things like that, I realized that he needed that interaction. And I'm not saying that, that public school is right for everybody because I, I did both. I did homeschool and, and public school. But to speak to the fact that you want to protect your babies and you want to keep them close and and um, cut down on the bullying and things like that, I think it's entirely possible to um, still run into that in the homeschool groups as well. Um, it's just a part of life. And I, I, I don't know if this is helpful or not, but just knowing that the, the home the home life that we build for our children, they carry that with them. So whatever you create at home, whatever you, you do to build up that network and that support system for them at home, they take with them whether they continue homeschooling or, or go on into public school. That's my little two tidbits there. Okay, who else wants to talk? Something to say? All right. Um, yeah, I can chat. Let's. Okay, great. Oh, there we go. Oh, I know. Okay. Um, so I did not think that I would want. Oh, hello. 
I didn't think that I would want my kids to go to school. And from the beginning of Lily being born, I was like, I want to homeschool. I want them to be at home with me. Like, I can teach them whatever they need to know. Um, but once I had Willow, that all changed. And I'm very much looking forward to Lily going to school. I know. Yeah. Only because he, she will be able to start kindergarten at the school where my husband teaches. So I know that she'll be safe. And I know that Adela mentioned, like, with everything going on recently, that is, of course, a primary concern of mine of keeping my daughter safe. And although she would miss out on some of what she's looking most forward to is, like, the school bus. Um, she'll be with her dad and she'll still get to go to school. Um, and it will be able to let me focus on Willow, whereas I would let her decide if she wanted to stay home or go to school. So that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Um, our, well, particularly my husband's father, my father-in-law has been, oh, are, are you putting her in pre-K? Like, um, you know, is Lily going to school yet? School, school, school. And I'm like, she'll be four. Like, sh no, she's not going to school yet. Um, she's going to stay home for a little while longer and then go to school. So that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I am starting to focus more on teaching them together as Willow gets older and catches up to Lily. But I'm looking forward to, um, you know, giving her what she wants, which is to go to school and um, it being a safe way to go with dad. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So, yeah, that's my two cents. <laughs> I think that's really neat that you have that because Barry is the teacher there. Um, so that's definitely a, um, and if you want, you can type like where Barry teaches in the comment box in case people want their kid to go where Barry teaches. Not that you guys all live around the same place, but, um, that's definitely a bonus to know that your husband is there like super handy and the kids have someone for sure, for sure that they can relate to, um, in theory, cause their papa works there. Okay, so we have someone who is going to homeschool. We have someone who did half and then transitioned when realizing that that's what kiddo wanted and needed next. And then we have someone who feels more comfortable like homeschooling now and then sending the kids to school um, with Barry because her husband teaches there. All right. Uh, Caitlin might still be having technical difficulties because she's a little frozen and we have Jess do you want to chime in Jess Jessica I'll unmute you okay you're unmuted if you want to say anything I was just going to say uh, not in regards to homeschool but uh, I can see Caitlin and she's not frozen and she she does want to say something okay <laughs> Do you want to say any more while we have you, Jess? Uh, no, not about the homeschooling, no. 
Okay. All right, Caitlin. Hey, I don't know why frozen I'm frozen for you. So, okay. Thanks. Um, thanks, Jess. Um, so I'm actually the opposite. I kind of want to send my, um, I thought I was going to homeschool from the beginning and now I'm kind of leaning towards sending them, um, at least through like third or fourth, fifth grade and then taking them out because I need them to have those basics and I don't know if I have the patience. Okay. I'll get you a different game. Um, so I don't know if I have the patience to do like the elementary teaching but I have all of the patience for the older pieces. And what I'm actually looking forward to most is teaching them the things that they don't learn in school anymore, like shop and home ec and those kinds of things. And that's what I really want to, um, to focus on at home too. And that's what I would want from homeschool um, is is that aspect of it because again I'm also afraid of what's going on um with what's going on in the world of course I'm afraid of it but I feel like at the elementary school it's a little bit different um so I guess I'm okay sending you know I'm kind of looking forward to him going and having friends and um starting to build some of those friendships now that might be able to carry through middle school high school etc yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of where I'm at. That's a good point because you live like out in the middle of nowhere, so friend making might be a little more challenging to you. So that's like a built-in feature of going to public school. Huh, I right. thought of that. Yeah. So that's you know it's just a challenging thing because even like we right. we do gymnastics, huh? Um, and we that's do gym a good point though that you know like. Yeah. Kind of playing, playing to your if you don't think that you can have like a little little one sit down and do stuff, but you know that when they're a little bit older, um, that that's your jam. I think that's really smart. And the other thing is like we keep trying to do gymnastics or things that put him in with other kids so that I can make some mom friends and he can make some kid friends. And everything's just so spread out right now that it's just not really feasible and half the time we're the only people there so it's just it's challenging but that's where I'm at but we're still doing a lot of homeschooly stuff now too so yeah uh okay so we still have like 20 ish minutes is there something else that people want to talk about or um, expand upon with homeschooling or educational choices. Um, talking about oh, unschooling. Okay, Tiffany, I'm digging that. I'm gonna unmute you. Tell me. Um, well, unmuted, Tiffany. Let's I've, talk about unschooling. I've been added to a lot of unschooling um, like Facebook groups lately, and it just automatically starts coming up in my feed. And some of it's like. It's almost like there's no boundaries set whatsoever because some of the parents who are already unschooling with their older kids are still having children and they just like put the young children in with the unschooling and I feel like there has to be a little bit more structure or I don't know. 
I don't know. So I, I'm very like almost confused by it. And so I don't know if I'm like supposed to be in these groups because I'm not sure quite what I think of it yet. Mm. I don't know, just to talk about something having to do with homeschool, I guess. I oh, am chime in. Go ahead. Yeah. So when I was um, looking into homeschooling, unschooling, teaching my kids at home, I ran into the same problem. Um, and what I what I gathered from my experiences with, with that is that the really cool thing about unschooling and homeschooling is that you get to make up your own mind and you get to do it your own way and you get to make your own rules. So you can put structure in place to benefit your family and your family unit and still adapt some of those unschooling tenets, tenets to your homeschooling practice. Adila was asking what unschooling is. Adila, essentially, um, from what I know about it, and somebody feel free to chime in and let me know if I'm, I'm missing the mark here. Unschooling is um, de-schooling yourself uh, and your family and taking away all of the standards that we typically see, all the structure we typically see in a schooling setting, whether it's homeschooling or regular public schooling or private schooling, and letting the kids explore the topics that are of interest to them. So they do a lot of playing, they do a lot of exploring, they do a lot of topic learning. So they might go outside and play one day and find a four-leaf clover, and they might want to learn about how that four-leaf clover turns into a flower and then turns into a seed and the whole plant cycle starts that way. So it's a very child-driven, um, child-led learning system. Um, and parents are just kind of along for the ride and guiding their, their, their kids in a way that they're getting everything they need to from it, but they're also um, able to follow the children's topics of learning so that they're more engaged and more involved in their own learning process. So for me, that was very appealing to me as a mom. I wanted my kids to learn that way, but it didn't work for my family at all. My nine-year-old needs way more structure than an unschooling environment provided. So we tried homeschooling and still that wasn't enough for him. So he's actually in public school now. My five-year-old has been kindergarten this year, but I'm considering pulling him out and doing some homeschooling because the learning environment in a public school is not conducive to him and his personality. So you kind of have to take it child by child and, and mm. base it on um, what works for your family. That's what I think about it. <laughs> I don't know how to mute myself, Blythe, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, I can do it. Okay, that was really good. Um, I think a really good description. Because I've never really understood the difference. So thank you. <laughs> um, all right. Anybody else want to talk? I think it's good if you tell me in the chat because my internet sucks so bad I can't really see you guys wave at me or anything. Okay, I'm a trained therapist. I can sit in silence. You guys probably don't want that. I'm good with awkwardness, totally good with it, as I say here, make jokes. I have a question for those that are okay. participating in the conversation. Um, what drew you to wanting to homeschool, unschool, something along those lines? I mean, we talked a little bit about it in our intros, like the way that the world is right now is terrible, but beyond that, um, before you had kids or while you were thinking about having kids or since you already have kids, 
what has drawn you to wanting to homeschool or unschool? Maybe that's a good topic to, to jump off on. Yeah, it's a good bounce. Oh, look, Caitlin rose her hand. Look at you. <laughs> Mommy. Yeah. Did it freeze? Okay. All right. Um, so what led me to this was that um, when I got to college, like I did all the IB, AP stuff. I mean, I went in with uh, half a semester, uh, or I went in with a semester's full of college credit and everything, but it did not prepare me for life in general. And I guess that's what was missing for me and once is leading more, me towards more of the homeschooling is I can't even tell you half the classes I took in high school that I've never even considered looking at in three different professional careers um, and that have become so incredibly useless essentially and were a waste of my time. But what I, the, then I had to make it up in my spare time and learning how to cook and learning how to garden and learning how to, based on the life I wanted, I had to start from scratch again. And so I think that's part of it is that I think everyone needs a core basic understanding and knowledge, but the level and depthness that we go into in so many areas is completely unnecessary for every child um, and for every person. So I would much rather um, do some of those life skill building options i guess um so that you know you know it occurs to me like they don't even teach cursive anymore in school so i think it really does fall on families to teach practical skills like how to plant a garden and how to to make pasta cake or how to choose food right like you know what if your kid doesn't eat certain foods and teaching them how to decide that for themselves as they get older and um, how to write cursive and sign their name like I think that's real interesting that even if you do put your child in public school you're still going to have to supplement if you want your kid to have a well-rounded education which puts it back on the parent so which is a lot yeah I think what um, Aaron had said earlier is is like very true just kind of like it depends on each child because I think what drew me mostly to homeschool is as a as a kid and in mostly in high school I had a hard time academically I mean I was your average student but I did like way better with kind of hands-on picture um, learning and maybe that's why I did so good in art and I ended up majoring in art but like you know when it came to mathematics or things like that, science, I really didn't excel in them because it was all kind of textbook, paper, writ, you know, write down in your face kind of things. And so I wanted to try to explore other ways of teaching my child um, those topics. But, you know, like she said, every kid is different. So my kids can be great. I mean, my husband's an engineer and loves mathematics and could sit in front of a computer all day doing that kind of stuff. Um, so who knows, maybe they'll be like him um, or maybe they'll be like me. But yeah, I guess it's kind of like you got to watch your kids and, you know, trial and error and see what works best and what doesn't. Okay. Anybody else want to speak more to that? Like, what about the stress of that falling on you? Like when people think about having children, I mean, you think about making sure that they sleep and eat and make friends and don't bite other kids. Like, I don't know what you guys thought about when but you know maybe 
what they'll be when they grow up and do they go to college or do they, you know, have a blue collar job. But as far as like picking out their education and then being in tune with their education throughout their whole upbringing, like that's a whole extra thing. Seems a little stressful and like a lot more responsibility. Like parenting is a lot already. So I was just curious about what's that like. From what I understood from my friend who is teaching her, uh, I guess, five-year-old right now, she said she really only does like one to two hours a day with her. So I would think, you know, yeah, as the child does grow, they're obviously needing to take in more and they can take in more um, uh, schooling, education. But to me, I'm kind of like, man, that's great. It'll add something to my day to do because right now I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, let's go out for a walk. Okay. Now what? I don't know. Everyone get in the car. Let's go to the car wash. Okay. Now what? <laughs> so I almost feel like I would look forward to it because it might fill up my day with something. Okay. Like maybe give it some sort of structure or intention. Good thoughts. Anybody else have something they want to say? Caitlin's iPhone appears to be back. That's good. Oh, Jess is unmuted. What's up? Yes, um, so I can't see the video anymore, but the last person I spoke, I just wanted to say I agree with that also, the, the little bit that I do know about homeschooling. Um, the few people that I know that do it, um, yeah, it's really only two to three hours a day as your child gets older. And if you start reading about it and educating yourself about it, like I did, I didn't know anything about it until I started researching it more. Um, and, you know, it explains how versus public school, our attention spans aren't like developedly developmentally there yet at such a young age to be in a place, you know, from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. or whatever it is, 7 to 2. And of course, there's always exceptions and there's kids that excel at that and can do it. But um, for the mainstream of homeschooling, yeah, it really is only about two to three hours a day. And then kids learn so much just being with you, just being at home, just staring at a piece of grass outside, just, you know, trying to find a butterfly and just, I mean, they, they learn and interact with so much more than just reading a book or memorizing answers for a test that a week later, you don't even retain the knowledge. You just, you know, memorized it for a test. So I was just going to say that, that um, as your kid gets older, yeah, it's, it's not really like an eight hour a day thing from what I have picked up on educating myself about homeschooling. And I guess that's it. A, um, a school, I can't remember what it's called. It's not really a school because um, they don't have like a school certification. Um, but there's this whole like program about it and it's 
kind of goes with peaceful parenting or hand-in-hand parenting, one of those kind of like more emotionally driven parenting. Um, and they have a school. It's not really a school. It's like a couple days a week and it's half days. And they really are interested in the kids leading the ways with their emotions. And then they have meetings a couple times a day. And some days they knit and some days they cook and some days they draw and tell stories or go on walks and I find this place like super fascinating that kids can talk about their feelings it's not always successful um, because I think kids are socialized to not talk about our feelings from an early age Um, especially some of these kids had been in uh, school public school before but, but I like the idea of talking about like a place from feelings like because that's my jam right so when a a kid has a temper tantrum like oh I see that you're upset like you know can you tell me what's upsetting you no okay well we'll just wait a minute you know and just let these strong feelings process and I just think that that's really interesting to kind of work with children um from was it called the Sudbury school a logical standpoint Mm -mm. okay like that might be the name of the school, but um, it's only been open for six months, maybe. Um, and I doubt they would put the name school in their name because they don't have the Texas certification for it. It's a loophole. So it's more like, a, I don't know, I don't think it's a gathering place, but um, kind of interesting. But I like the idea of coming from an emotional place with kids because their frontal lobe, like they have it, you know, from a fancy scientist doctoral perspective like all people are born with a frontal lobe but for kids it doesn't really turn on until like their teens it kind of starts waking up um, if you think of like a tingling sensation when your leg you know comes back from being numb it's kind of like activating and um, it's super uncomfortable and that's why teenagers make terrible choices because they think that they're old enough to make these choices but they don't have logic like if doesn't process if then um, and so that doesn't really fully develop in the female body if you will um, until they're like 20 21 and then um, boys would be more like 23 so if you're thinking it takes that long to really activate your frontal lobe which is our executive functioning part of our brain which means oh if I drive really fast I'll probably get a ticket or I'll get in a car wreck or you know it's a terrible idea um, that doesn't really compute for kids. And that's why kids will do what you do, not what you say. Um, so I think it's really powerful that we're spending time with kids showing them different things. Um, and that's why they like look at a nut and they're like, what's a nut? And then they kind of follow the rabbit trail of a nut instead of like, let's, you know, read about nuts without even looking at a nut. Um, so interesting tidbit right there on frontal lobe development. I muted myself because you're having trouble. Um, yeah, I can't get to you. Perfect. Perfect. Um, hi, figured my computer out. Yay, maybe I won't have technical difficulties with my phone that keeps shutting off. Um, even though it has like 25% and plugged in, it kept shutting off on me. Um, yeah, I think we are all just kind of quiet and um, moving today. Um, I guess, I don't know. I'm having trouble just trying to figure out when to put him into like a any kind of preschool or Mother's Day Out thing that has like a learning program associated and I didn't realize that you have to like start looking now for September 
for any of these programs. And I don't know, that's just completely overwhelming to me. And maybe because I was just late to the game or something. Um, and I'm sure most moms have to figure this out at some point. But um, I also am really frustrated because his birthday is September 9th. And apparently the cutoff for all school district in, um, in Texas is September 1st. So my three-year-old who will be four on September 9th would be back in with the three-year-olds. Right now he'd be in with the two-year-olds. So he'd be, and he always does better if he's with the older kids um, from what I've seen than trying to be with the younger kids. The younger kids make him crazy. So I don't know what to do there because I don't have an option. I don't even like the option of public school when I do go to do it because he's gonna be with kids that are a year younger than him in a lot of cases. So I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Well, I don't know the rules like of current, but that was definitely my situation. Um, my birthday is the 26th of September. It's not even that close. Um, but I remember my mom telling me that she could have petitioned to get me in um, earlier, but she decided that it was better for me to hang out a little bit longer and climb trees and be wild. Because um, I'm a Libra, like I just do well with all kids. I was super extroverted as a child. Um, so there might be that thing. I don't know if that's still a real thing that you could petition and say, look, he does better with older kids. Um, right. Is there a way that we can get an exception? I don't know if that's a thing. Okay. It was in 1978, okay? <laughs> right. Well, chances are nothing's changed too much. Because we have in an Texas, average. probably not. <laughs> so, no. Okay, well, I didn't know that, but it's, yeah, so, every, yeah. I don't know. All of it's just so frustrating to figure out what's best for your kid. And this all goes back to trying to be super mom. And I'm sure all of us feel that way is, well, if I want my kids to actually have all of these things, then I have to do it myself. And in we like we don't trust our community anymore at all. Good job, baby. To, to hand some of this off to somebody who might actually do better at it. And I just that's where I guess I'm struggling with any of this topic is um I feel like well if I want it to be done right, then I have to do it myself. I don't know, maybe some of you feel that way too. And it's just one more thing to add to my list. No problem. And then can you do it well if you are doing all these other things on your list and then right. not feel like shit about it? Right. And then, then you feel like, I guess, you're unschooling because right now, like, we're building our garden and we're putting in solar panels and learning about all these things. And, yeah, he's three, but, you know... He's learning a lot. He loves to go check out on our plants, and he goes, that's going to be our food. You know, he's, no, don't touch buttons on my mommy's computer. Excuse me. Please calm down. You can play with that one. Mommy's using this one. Um, yeah, so I don't know. But then I guess at home, you're just more tempted to use the, the TV and screen sitters, if you will. Um, I don't know. <laughs> It's a, it's a new term. I, I've never heard it either, but it made sense to me because everyone says using a screen is a babysitter, but why haven't we just condensed it like we condense every other thing? 
screensitter. But, 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 but. Perfect. I've never heard of that before. Um, I kind of definitely feel like you, Caitlin, like, especially as um, I was getting grilled by my father-in-law, like, um, you know, what's Lily going to do for school? Are you taking her to school? Like, where is she going to go? Are you ready? You know, what are you going to do with all your free time? And I'm like, wait, what? Um, but yeah, and, uh, you know, it's almost like I would just rather her stay home. Um, and at the same time, I do kind of feel like I rely on the screen sitter a little too much because I'm coming to terms with the fact that it takes me a long time to ask for help and it's difficult for me to do that for myself. So we are trying to use the word help around the house a lot more. Asking the girls to ask for help, ask for what you need. And I, you know, I do it. I've encouraged my husband and my roommate to do that in front of them too. Use the word help so they know. If they need anything, we are here to help them. Yeah, like, you, you know, the stuff that's good for us is good for the kids, too, right? So asking for help, I think that's really great, role modeling. And then they can learn that, oh, help is a good thing or asking for help. Because um, as super moms, like, y'all tend to not think that you need help or that it's okay to ask for help. Or you compare to other moms saying, well, they're not asking for help, which comparison is the kiss of death um, because it's not real. Um, so... I think that's really great, Tiffany, to be role modeling. Ask for help, help. So, and then doing it. <laughs> and there's that part, the person actually helping. So, yeah, no problem. Okay, well, it's time for wrap up. So I wanna ask, is there anybody who has a topic for next time that is interesting that they want, uh, to throw out there. Anybody, anybody? Teething? Oh, okay. Anybody else? I'm in teething mode. <laughs> My baby just like sprouted six teeth in the past two and a half weeks. Six. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that definitely trumps any of our topic list. Eating it is. So, He's sucking on my thumb right now. Eating. Um, I will. Hmm? Sorry, Atlas is chewing my thumb right now because he is chewing everything, anything and everything. So he's literally gnawing on my thumb right now. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'll mute myself. Okay, I'll go through the closeout and then we'll all do our crazy yay. Um, so our wrap up is you'll be able to find this um, on the podcast once Rowan gets it up on the website. It's on our website, preggerscanbechoosers.rocks. Um, I even think we have pcbc.rocks because that's just how we are. Um, and we'll try and remember to post a link in this event. Um, 
if shit hits the fan and you guys feel like you're losing your mind, there's ESI warm line. That's the postpartum support international. Um, they call it a warm line because it's not always answered, not like a hotline. They're not sitting there standing by, but you leave a message in theory, they call you back. Um, that number is 1-800-944-4PPD. Um, I put a resource list on my website, which I just rebanded. It looks so good. I'm so proud of my new website. Uh, Phil just like kicked it out of the park. So um, my new website is drblythetwosisters.com and it's on the forms page. So there's a resource list. It's a PDF you can download, keep on your phone. You can find a friend that is losing their mind. Um, and it talks about different places here locally, um, also has the PSI warm line on there, um, like psychiatrists, psychologists, uh, all that jazz. Um, follow us on Instagram. That's pretty fun. We're also on Facebook. And we have a secret Facebook group that you can join after you've been on here. So, Jessica, if you want to join that, um, we'll put that link in this group as well. Um, and it's really neat because it's kind of in between every other week we kind of offer some support or shout outs or look what I cooked or I hate everything um, and as we get bigger if you want to be a co-host let me know if you want to be a sponsor I don't know who our sponsor is today it's probably still Pat Greer's Kitchen um, Rowan didn't tell me so she, we have sponsors now because we're like cool like that um, and someone sent us some money two weeks ago to help, which was really great. I appreciate that. That helps um, pay for the Zoom. Um, like we pay for Zoom and hosting and all sorts of stuff. So whoever sent that, um, you sent it to Rowan and then she sent it to Preggers because I had to set it up. So now that's set up. Um, so I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, it's not required, but really, really helps us out as we're kind of launching this. So I'm going to unmute everybody, and we're just going to do the wild, yay, I love you so much, uh, if I can make it work. Bye. I love y'all. Yay. Bye. I love you. Love My you mama say be sweet. See ya. Two weeks. Bye, Alice. Say bye. Alrighty, my loves, that's a wrap. We'll see you in two weeks. Don't forget to grab those headphones. If you need a text reminder, you can go to preggers.rocks, www.preggers.rocks, or preggerscanbechoosers.com, and there's a text reminder that you can sign up for. We're also on Facebook at Preggers Can Be Choosers. There's an event um, invitation that you can sign up for there. And we also have a group dedicated on Facebook dedicated to our podcast listeners. That's the podcast afterbirth group. So we'll hope to connect with you soon. And don't forget, we're launching our prenatal education podcast pretty soon. So we want you to jump in on that as well. Thank you so much and hope you have a great two weeks.